0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. It's time for Emergence News on Plains FM 96.9, Citizen Made Radio.
1: and welcome to Emergence News. This podcast, this programme is dedicated to the story of Maitreya, the world teacher. We bring news of who Maitreya is and his priorities. News of Maitreya and the masters of wisdom. As history has demonstrated repeatedly, when humanity faces a great crisis, a spiritual teacher arrives and walks among us. This programme today offers updated news on the emergence, the gradual emergence of Maitreya. The last programme was focused on anxiety and fear. So today we thought we'd do a follow-up and look at tools for overcoming anxiety, fear, burnout, depression, the feeling of being overwhelmed. Many of us are currently experiencing some of these or at least witnessing the increased tension as modern life has become more complicated, more stressful. The Piscean Age with its crystallizations, for example, its dedication to good or bad, wise or foolish, useful or non-useful, is coming to an end. The era of dogmatism and imposed authority, competition and separateness is coming to an end. The influences of the new Aquarian age are taking effect in many departments of human affairs. Cooperation now is the obvious answer to most areas of conflict. We see this in the political field, where old values are being brushed aside in favour of the new influences of the new era we are now entering. We have spoken of these trends previously on this programme. The days of short-term materialistic advantages and the constant comparisons, the constant competitiveness between us and our neighbours, is small-minded and the mindset of win-lose, it already now seems to be out of line, even unacceptable, as business and economic considerations must now adapt to sharing resources. So the transition period from the Piscean to the Aquarian era is becoming more turbulent and our old ways of operating have now become outdated. We need to put humanity and the planet welfare ahead of commercial profit. Our care of each other and our natural environment has become so important that our very physical survival now depends on it. Author Benjamin Krem, author, author of Maitreya's Mission, Volume 1, he says, No political party has the answers to the world's needs. Ponder on that for a moment. No political party today has the answers to the world's needs. This is a global problem and can only be tackled on an international level. This will take place due to the pressure on the world's governments From the people themselves. So consider this, every day, every hour, our news media reports more evidence that something incredible is happening. Our governments, economists, media commentators, big corporations, analysts and advisors, they can no longer deny climate change. However, we can no longer sign political agreements and then ignore our responsibilities. In October, will the Glasgow UN Climate Change Conference be a repeat of Paris 2015? Let's hope not. Because still our governments cannot agree on when to phase out coal. So what must we do? We must accept that great change is underway and we must adapt to these changes. So today's programme is a follow-up to our previous programme on fear and anxiety. We spoke of solutions, we looked at the broad subject. So today we're going to put the spotlight on some of those solutions. Today we're going to identify some of the tools to help st- handle stress, anxiety and fear. I'm joined on the programme by two sheer International volunteers. They're both regular contributors to this programme. Peter and Shafir, welcome. Hi there, Nigel. Hello. And Peter. What are you putting the
2: spotlight on today? Well, I'm going to be looking at uh, sharing and service as a means of detaching from doing everything for ourselves and actually focus more on being outgoing and forgetting about ourselves and doing stuff for folks, other people that need our help. In Shafia.
0: So I'm looking a little bit at energy, the energy of what we think, what we feel. And, and if we know, understand it more, then maybe we'll be able to um, realise that we can make a difference.
1: It's interesting you said what we think, because I'm just going to touch on that. I, I've got three quick examples that I'd look to, like to look at. And those are selflessness, harmlessness and right speech. Selflessness is to think beyond the self. Self-centered thinking and action leads to isolation. Isolation leads towards the inability to be of service to others, and that's what you're gonna be looking at, Peter. Mm -hmm. Harmlessness is another subject that we've talked about on this program. The study and consideration of an important law is useful here, the law of cause and effect. This is an essential rule of human life. Work towards constructive action and never doing anything deliberately that hurts anybody. And the third aspect to consider is right speech. And here we have a standard of conduct which includes more than just the use of the human voice and the words we utter. Consider our destructive thoughts and the need to work towards mental purity. Hopefully these three qualities and the desire to gain better control will inspire you to consider prayer or meditation as effective tools when dealing with anxiety and fear. Practical action by men and women of goodwill. Consider this and don't lose hope. Do not lose hope. Foster Bailey writes, goodwill transcends government self-centeredness. Goodwill rides clean above ideological and religious disputes. And goodwill overrides all geographical boundaries. Welcome back to Emergence News and now I'd like to hand, hand it over to you, Shafir.
0: Thank you. Well, since we last met, I've been diving into Maitreya's teachings from the book The Laws of Life, edited by Benjamin Krem. Now, Maitreya has made his home, or to put it more truly, his point of focus within the Asian community in London. And from what we understand, some of the Swamis know his true identity, while others in the community see him as a very wise teacher. One of his associates gave out some of the teachings Maitreya was sharing with the community to Benjamin Krem, and also regularly sent copy to the media of the expected results of actions by humanity that would have an impact on the natural world or have its natural karmic consequences through cause and effect. Throughout the book, there are examples of mydre's predictions of what would happen because of a certain event or events. What, you might ask, has this got to do with us overcoming anxiety and depression? Well, it seems to me that the more we understand the energetic flow we set in motion by how we think, feel and act, the more motivated and inspired we might be to change our mindsets. We are often overcome by the problems we face as being too overwhelming how can we, one person alone, have any impact whatsoever? For me, the esoteric teachings have given me a better understanding of energy. Everything is energy, and each one of us is connected by this energetic field. One of my favourite Māori Fakatoki, or proverbs is Kōtahitonu te Wairua or Namiya Kato. This could be translated as Forever flows the one spirit connecting all of creation. Our individual selves have their own unique vibration which makes us who we are. We are souls, incarnating with a mind, body, an astral or feeling body and a dense physical body, which also has its etheric counterpart. We use them to experience this life on Earth, but they are just vehicles of expression, not who we really are. If we can remember ourselves as connected units of energy and not as our thoughts, feelings or body parts, we can perhaps begin to appreciate how we can have an impact on the greater whole. So I'm going to give you a little example of a story from my own family. And it was about one of my daughters who has never been a gardener, but she bought a house with some raised beds. And one day she decided she'd plant some veggies. And she told me afterwards that her hands started to feel very tingly with energy. She said her hands became very hot and she had the impulse to direct this energy somewhere, So feeling a bit foolish, she waved them around and was thinking about her friend who'd been struggling with the fact that her mother had just been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Later that week, they caught up and when asked how she was doing, her friend replied that she'd been feeling very sad and depressed. But the other day, she was sitting in the garden having a little weep when she felt she was being bathed in energy. She said that she felt she was surrounded by rainbow lights and she became very peaceful. She also said she was now able to be much more present for her mother without her own feelings of sadness getting in the way. When my daughter questioned her as to when this had happened, they realised it was at the same time hot hands were being waved in her direction. I'm sure that most of us could recall some time when we have felt something similar. And we would have no realisation or follow-up that someone somewhere is thinking of us warmly and with goodwill in their hearts. When we get confirmation, it can feel like a moment of grace. Maitreya often talks about honesty, sincerity and detachment as being the three qualities we need to develop to evolve into our God selves. All those were present in that story, an honest appreciation of what was happening, a sincere thought towards a friend and a detachment that showed... By the lack of questioning as to why the hands were hot, action followed despite feeling a bit foolish to somehow direct or share that energy. This shows that when we forget about the self and become the observer, we we are truly in the moment from that beautiful things can happen. If that can happen on an individual level, imagine the power of collective goodwill and focused intent. The opposite is true, of course, and we are witnessing this daily. Here's what my Treyas associate gave out about the consequences of war, which was written back in the 90s. He says, Massive worldwide destruction can be expected as a result of the warmongering in the Gulf. This was at the time of the Gulf War. The energies of nature have been disturbed. If one man is stirred up to fight and has no outlet, he becomes depressed. If these energies are stirred up in hundreds and thousands of men, you create a disturbance of feeling on a massive scale. If it has no major outlet, like a full-scale war, and Maitreya has predicted there will be no full-scale worldwide War again, all that unused energy has to go somewhere. The energy will ripple out into nature, and once let loose, inevitably there will be inexplicable crashes of cars, trains and aircraft. There will come earthquakes, floods, and finally volcanic eruptions. It cannot be controlled and must work itself through the natural world, and of course, this was written back in the nineties. Um, so you can see we've had that constantly, haven't we, over the last over the last few years? So
1: well, I feel like it's on a daily basis now. Yeah, mm. it is,
0: isn't it? Yeah. So as our world becomes more polarized, it feels that there's a tremendous energetic battle going on. We've talked before about the forces of involution, which are also known as the dark lodge and the forces of evolution represented by the Great White Lodge. Equal in power, the Dark Lodge knows only too well how to create hatred and division, and all those stirred-up feelings of distrust and confusion are streaming into the world, needing an outlet. On the opposite side, we have those standing with the Great White Lodge, of masters who are stimulating calls for unity, for love, for respect and kindness for each other. Some people have chosen their side, but there seems to be a middle group who are floundering, longing deep down, I'm sure, for loving respect, but unable to give it because of the fear and the confusion they are feeling. However, we are witnessing more truth and honesty as corruption and lies are exposed. We can feel a sincere longing for a better, safer and more peaceful world. If we can practice and learn detachment that ability to become the observer and to make choices that are not driven by fear or self-interest, then we do have a way to change ourselves and the world one life at a time. So I was going to bring you guys in now and see if you've got any examples of what detachment means to you.
1: Uh, well, Nigel. I, yeah, <laughs> well, I, um, I had a, th- had a th- think about this overnight and um, I was made redundant earlier this year. Mm-hmm. About three or four months ago, and I thought that here's a here's a really good challenge for me mm-hmm. to exercise detachment. And yes. And okay, it's now time to let go of this job. The business I was working for was downsizing; three of us were let go, and um, I didn't want to remain in victim consciousness. If you like, I mm-hmm. wanted to um, I wanted to do my best to let the job go. Okay and open the door and see what else is uh what other possibilities what are, what other opportunities there are mm-hmm. for me and i think that really helped me remaining positive making applications for jobs mm-hmm. in the job market and um i think detachment if you can you if if redundancy is an issue that comes up if you can let it go I think that helps you take that next step forward in your life. Yes. Refocus, doesn't it? Refocus yes. rather yes. than dwell on the disappointment yes. of yeah. losing your job, therefore your financial security. Mm. And, um, and also, if you can, if you can uh, employ detachment, um, you'll be amazed at what other forms of support there are in your life. Um, it's amazing what people, the people in your life, your family and friends, yeah. what they can do to also help support you through that period and uh, finding employment if that's what you require.
0: Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's a great example. What about mm. you, Peter?
1: Yeah, well, I was just thinking of, about
2: um, how stuck I've been on having breakfast every morning. <laughs> I mean, it's a very, <laughs> very basic thing. But um, recently I've decided that... Um, you know, it doesn't really matter. Sometimes I'm not even hungry, so listen to the body and uh, if I'm going out to work and doing some work um, I will probably have breakfast, but if I'm not, I uh, may not have, to have anything till lunchtime. Yes. And uh, I've become <laughs> a detached to breakfast, to be quite honest. To that routine. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think it we is, often do. Yeah. You know, often hear people say, you know, I'm so attached to my coffee in the morning, I can't do anything unless I, I have it. You know, so. yeah, I
2: know. We yeah. just get so wound up in uh, the things that we do, and we sort of think, well, do I need to do this? <laughs>
0: yeah, so maybe if we practice it on the little things, then when the bigger things come along, we can actually, yes, that's right. you know, it'll yeah. help us to be more detached.
2: This is the Emergence News on Plains FM. For more information, go to
1: shareinternational.org. Welcome back to Emergence News. Thank you, Shafir. Really interesting, those examples on detachment. Yes. Peter, what have you got today on the, on the subject um, of tools to handle the stress, anxiety and fear, perhaps depression, that we are experiencing.
2: Yes, well, I'm focusing actually on sharing and service as a way of detaching, really, from um, you know, the fear and uh, worry that people have. Um, and I've looked at um, some of the Master's messages, to be quite honest, and uh, come up with this um, idea, that, um, and so I'll carry on from here. Maitreya says, nothing is more important than sharing. Nothing can bring peace to this world until sharing is a fact in our everyday life. The current system has little to offer those who starve and die in their millions or live in hopeless poverty, condemned to suffer from birth to an early grave. When mankind understand the reason for their presence on earth, when they recognize themselves as souls part of the one Oversoul, they will understand that sharing is the natural order, that to share is seen as an opportunity to grow. Then will men embrace sharing as an end to their sorrows. Our soul's nature is to serve and share. To do service to our fellow men by sharing is a soul's delight. To serve mankind is the same as serving God. I love to watch good sorts on TV as people see a need, they do their little bit to fill in and bring joy to all those involved and particularly the people that are actually giving. You know, it's a very simple thing, but there's hundreds of people around New Zealand that are doing this.
0: Yes. And
2: And it's an example of sharing and putting themselves outside themselves, not worrying about their own situation, looking out for other people.
0: And in, the, and in doing that, then they get the satisfaction, don't they? So that it is really a self-interest thing, even yeah. though it's not. It's not it's yes. a, you're getting the benefit of it. You yeah, know, that's so. right. And
2: so I think, um, you know, I, I sort of uh, feel great joy in those sort of situations where mm-hmm. there, uh, I see these people doing these things. And uh, I think, well, you know, it's right at the grassroots. It's basically what's needed. And uh, they're doing it without a thought for themselves. They're just uh, sharing their uh, resources or whatever.
0: And it makes sense, doesn't it, if you think that we're all energetically connected. That, yes, that's you know, right. we must be feeling the pain of everybody who are starving and who are homeless. And and so the more that we can do to help, that is going to help yes, all of us. Yes, know? indeed. I because think we feel right. it.
2: We really need to imagine this on a world scale, and um, Mm -hmm. it would be great if we no longer had any place for sanctions around the world, and instead of uh, actually assisting and filling people's needs, rather than pillarizing various nations, not doing what we want them to do, sort of thing, and so so we give them a a a kick and a black mark, and um, instead we should be looking as how we can actually share our resources to. Help them overcome
1: their problems you know encourage our governments our elected officials to put human welfare ahead mm. of commercial profit mm-hmm. that's, that's right. where we need to move towards yes, 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 yes. Definitely.
2: yeah well uh, we see this in various countries that have been um, you know Cuba has been on the outer for so many years it was brought great joy to me to see them winning some medals actually at the Olympics. I thought well at least they've got a they're allowed to um, go there and and share their um, abilities and whatever and uh, my stepdaughter's actually done a um a film there in Cuba and uh, on the dancers and um artists in in um Cuba she's working on the um um, you know, getting it into production and hope to get it into some of these uh, art festivals type of um, situations where they review these uh, films.
0: And haven't they been sending out teams to help other they people? They have. They're, you they're know, doing they're
2: a tremendous amount. Yeah. You know, their uh, cast is the, the devil's spawn, but they're far from it. They're mm. actually doing some good creative work all around the world. Mm. And... Um, I think uh, sharing ends the them and us really of politics. Um, seeks to assist really rather than hinder other nations. Sharing brings about an awareness of our deep spiritual nature, of who we really are, and the reason we are here—to fulfil God's plan. Service to others is the right royal road to enlightenment, and I feel service to others means that we just forget about ourselves. We. Just do what's needed Mm -hmm. and um, standing in the wings of those enlightened souls of humanity who have been trained by the masters to uh, guide and assist mankind and bringing in the new age, the masters themselves will be advising them led by the Lord Maitreya. Well, we believe that there are 14 of these masters already in the world at the moment, and uh, they are assisting their more advanced disciples about um, how to do various things, work with the United Nations and various other uh, international forums. And um, you know, this is uh, something in the future that we we're going—we're going to see that we're going to see more of this um, intelligent um, assistance coming out
1: of uh, these various world bodies. I think because it's still up to us. It's still up to us humanity to do yes to sort out our problems that's yeah. right but we need the guidance
2: we need people pointing the direction and saying well this is uh, looks like it could be a good road if you want yeah, try to embrace this. it mm. so um the first stage of course as we know and have discussed before is re- uh, redistribution it'll be the keynote really and every nation will make available to the common pool the resources which they have beyond their own needs through a sophisticated form of barter. The world's good will be shared until such time as man's inner divinity awakens in him a desire for a simpler method of structuring his economic life.
0: Which will be some kind of sophisticated barter form, won't it? I think. Yes, that's right.
2: And I think that, um, you know, the um, economics for too long has um, been in a very precarious sort of position. You Mm. know, it looks like share markets are roaring up. But what value are they looking at? You know, they're looking at derivatives. They're not looking at the value of the, of the companies and that sort of thing, you know.
0: And, and that often happens before a crash anyway.
2: It does, yeah, yes. And uh, so yeah. this is something that uh, is possibly on the cards. You know, uh, hopefully a restructuring of our whole life on earth will begin from there.
1: Thank you, Peter. Good food for thought. Thank mm-hmm. you, Nigel. Think about humanity, think about the planet mm. before commercial profit. Service, detachment are some of the tools that we've talked about on the program today to help us overcome fear, anxiety, depression, mental health issues so that we can move forward with hope, with some light. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shafia. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. Thank, Thank you, Angela. Good work. kapai mm.